0: As part of our effort to make sure that our membership and the general public understand about our championships, we want to give previews of all our championships. And this time we're going to be talking about our state boys and girls wrestling championships. Joining me is Greg Stahl, our assistant executive director in charge of the sport of wrestling. Hey, Greg.
1: Hello. Great to be with you today.
0: Thank you. Let's get started with some of the just detailed logistics. When are the state wrestling championships in the state of Missouri.
1: Well, this year, we are one week later in the month of February. Our championships will start on Wednesday, February 22nd, and they will conclude on Saturday, February 25th. Special caveat to this year is we actually have what we have been referencing as two two-day state tournaments over the course of four days. So on the 22nd and 23rd of February, we'll have our small classes at Mizzou Arena, Class 1-2 boys, Class 1 girls. And on Friday and Saturday will be our big classes with Class 3-4 boys and Class 2 girls.
0: So we used to have a three-day tournament with all of our classes, boys and girls. We had four classes of boys and a class of girls. This time, we're going to split it into two two-day. Why the change? Well,
1: it's completely driven by the fact that we've added a second class of girls wrestling due to the increase in the number of schools that's now offering girls wrestling, as well as a climb in the actual participation numbers in girls wrestling over the course of the five years that we've had girls wrestling now. It just reached that point where adding a second class was necessary. And once we did that, there was absolutely no way possible to remain at a three-day championship event. So adding the fourth day was something that we had to do in order to get the sheer number of additional matches done that will now occur with the combination of two classes of girls and four classes of boys.
0: Okay, so let's go back and talk a little bit about the history of wrestling. Let's start with boys wrestling. How long has boys wrestling been a sport? Well, I would approach it in this way
1: and say that The state wrestling championships started in 1931, so we're in our 93rd year of having a state wrestling tournament. Now, with that said, up until five years ago, the sport of wrestling was completely co-gender. There wasn't a separated boys' championship and girls' championship, so... I guess you would say for 93 years, we've had the state wrestling championships. 88 of those years was a co-gender state wrestling championships. And this will be our fifth year of having a separated boys state championship and girls state championship.
0: And you talked a little bit about the growth in girls wrestling. This is our fifth year with girls wrestling separated out from the co-gender, what we had before. And that growth, you said we've got more schools registering for girls wrestling and more girls wrestlers in total. Do you know what those numbers are right now? Just a quick hard number snapshot.
1: February of 2019 was our first year that we had the girls state championship, standalone girls championship. The year prior to that, we had 167 girls in that first year. We had 900 girls in the second year. We had 1,400 in the third year of girls we dropped down to 1,200, that was the COVID year. And then last year we had 1,700 girls, and this year we're over 2,200 girls. I'd just like to throw a quick plug out to our coaches, our wrestling coaches. They've absolutely been the driving factor behind making those girls feel welcome and, and increasing those numbers. And as a matter of fact, we take a lot of pleasure in the fact that Missouri is the second most rapid growth in girls wrestling in the country now. Since our implementing of girls wrestling, it's just been a pleasure to see how fast it's grown.
0: And certainly girls wrestling has been a huge success story for the state of Missouri. It's put us on the national map. As you said, we're the the second highest growth in girls wrestling. Correct me if I'm wrong. The growth of girls wrestling has also shown a little bit of a growth in boys wrestling. Absolutely that's
1: accurate our overall individual number of participants in boys wrestling the past 2 years have been higher than what it was previously throughout the covid year that data from that covid year is inconsistent with both boys and girls participants so if we don't look at 2021 the boys numbers without question has increased slightly. Prior to adding girls, Missouri was one of just about every state in the country that was starting to see a slow decline in the number of boys participants. So it's been very nice to see that it's not just about girls wrestling. It's also about the overall growth of the sport of wrestling in both genders.
0: The sport of wrestling is one of our individual sports, with a team component, and every one of our individual sports has just a little bit different profile and how things happen. We could get deep into how does a wrestling duel work and how did the individual versus the team thing happen during the regular season. We're not going to do that. We want to talk about the championships. So my question to you is, how does an individual wrestler in the state of Missouri qualify to come to Columbia to the state championships?
1: Well, first, our qualifying event we refer to as our district tournaments. So every wrestling school in Missouri has the ability to enter as many wrestlers as they have that are filling the 14 weight classes. And based off the individual performance of those wrestlers, if they finish in the top four at the district tournament, they will advance to the state championships as a state qualifier. Ultimately, we have four districts in every classification. So the quick math on that would tell you that we have 16 state qualifiers at every weight class. We have 14 weight classes. So there will be 16 state qualifiers at each weight class at our state tournament.
0: And how does a team qualify? Well, going back to The
1: district tournaments, we like to recognize and award the top two place finishing teams based on how many team points that they earn at districts. However, when you advance from districts to state, your team is really still advancing as individuals to the state tournament. But at the state tournament, all of those individual wrestlers that a school may have qualified has the ability to earn team points, which will ultimately determine where that school finishes out of the approximate 50 schools per class that qualify at least one wrestler to the state tournament, it's all of those individual wrestlers that will earn team points for the team at the state tournament. So we really don't qualify as teams to the state wrestling tournaments. We still qualify as individuals, but once we get there, matches start, team points start being earned, and that's what determines who our top four place finishing teams are that will get awarded and recognized at the conclusion of the, all the state championships and matches.
0: Okay. So you say approximately 50 schools qualify at least one wrestler to the whole tournament, or is that per class?
1: And understanding your question here, there are roughly 50 schools that will qualify at least a wrestler in each classification. There you go. Okay. 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 So there will be 50 schools approximately in class one boys, 50 in class two boys, et cetera. Right.
0: With some overlap in boys and
1: girls. Yeah. And that's a little bit different on the girls' side. You'll see more than likely a uptick in the number of schools at the state tournament with their girls that have at least one qualifier. Of course, that's because we're in two classes with girls. So there'll be somewhere probably roughly around, I would say, 80 schools that may have a girl or multiple girls qualified to the state tournament.
0: We're not going to get too deep into economic impact of MISHA Championships with this, but the data that you've just shared should help the listener understand that our state wrestling championships are unique in the number of communities that are represented in Columbia. For in this case, it's going to be two two-day tournaments. That's a lot of communities (laughs) where a basketball tournament, these team tournaments that we run, we bring a lot of people in to watch the teams, but we really only have four qualifying teams per class Whereas with wrestling and many of our individual sports, but certainly wrestling, because it just has such a broad spectrum in our state of where those teams come from. It's really a huge impact to the Columbia community that those folks are coming to Missouri Arena for a couple of days. Okay, so we have 16 qualifiers per weight class. A sports person is going to go, well, that's an easy deal. You run that bracket out. And you're going to find your state champion. But we don't just look for the state champion in wrestling championships or really any of our championships. We place it out to the top six. And I don't necessarily know that it's unique, but I do know that every state wrestling championship does not use the same bracketing system. So can you talk a little bit about... How that works for a wrestler in Missouri.
1: So, for us now in Missouri, and has been the case for a number of years now, we have what's called a full consolation round wrestle back. So, just because you may be defeated one time on the championship side of the bracket does not mean you're eliminated. So, we have that full consolation wrestle back, which adds to the number of matches that you're wrestling at the tournament, but it gives you more of a solid approach for identifying who truly your top six competitors were at that weight class. I can remember the day when Missouri had bracket setups for the state wrestling championships that... If you were defeated in the first round of the tournament, you had to wait to see if the wrestler that defeated you won their quarterfinal match. And if they did win it, well, you were pulled back in to continue to compete. But if your opponent didn't win their quarterfinal match, you're eliminated. You wrestled one match at the state tournament. But a number of years ago, we changed that. It was a great change, in my opinion. The full consolation wrestle back is something that Missouri has in our bracketing and how we administer our brackets at the state wrestling tournament that not all states do have. Some states are still going with a format that's similar to what we used to have that didn't give that true wrestle back experience. But we're in a good place now with the format and how we administer our brackets as it relates to determining those true top six competitors at each weight class.
0: And how that translates for a student athlete is you're guaranteed at least two matches at the state championships. Correct. Yes. So for most wrestler, well, all wrestlers, not all, the champion is never going to lose in that time, but you're not going to lose more than twice. But once you hit that second loss, you're out.
1: That's the elimination. That's correct. correct.
0: Okay. So can you just describe the scene? at Mizzou Arena. Mizzou Arena, many people think of as a basketball arena. What does it look like? What do the state wrestling championships look like? And maybe it's a little bit different for the early rounds versus the finals, but talk about what's the scene, what's the atmosphere like?
1: Well, those listeners that may be familiar with Mizzou Arena or any collegiate basketball venue that has the basketball courts, just imagine, if you will, that entire court being covered with eight full wrestling mats during every round of the tournament this year, all eight of those wrestling matches will be filled and we'll have matches actively occurring on all eight of those mats at the same time until we get to our state championship finals. And this year for the first time, even our state championship finals are gonna look different because we will be using six wrestling mats out of those eight that are on the floor for our state championship finals. In the past, we've used five mats during the state finals. Prior to girls wrestling, we went from eight mats down to four. And we do everything we can to highlight and spotlight those mats during those state championship finals to add to the environment, just the overall excitement. Again, trying to create the most rememberable experience that we can for those student athletes that are out there experiencing the state finals. Also in addition to the mats, state wrestling brings on such a different identity in my opinion than some of our other state championships as it relates to just the sheer volume of workers that it takes to pull this event off. Besides the wrestling mats themselves, there's going to be a scoring table at mat side at all eight of those mats. Every one of those scoring tables is going to have a timer, a live score, what we call a tapper, an off-duty official, an athletic trainer, a broadcast camera set up so that we can turn our matches at our state tournament into a good product through Misha.TV. So you have all of those things going on in addition to just the actual matches occurring on those eight mats.
0: And you've got spectators in the stands who are each one intently interested in what's happening on one of those eight mats. Correct. And
1: it's not just the fan and spectators, but in addition, the coaches and the coaches areas that we have for coaches to be able to sit in and wrestlers who are in the stands you know maybe not on the mats wrestling at the time it is truly an electric environment i mean the folks in our wrestling community are so engaged into nearly every match that's going on in every mat and honestly that's because our wrestling community knows these wrestlers Just because it's not a wrestler at your school doesn't mean that they don't know that wrestler or they don't know the caliber of a wrestler that that student athlete is. So all those things put together just creates a really charged electrifying environment that I think is a really cool environment specifically with the state wrestling tournament, in my opinion, and I'm biased a little bit because wrestling has been a big part of my life, but I actually think it's a state championship like no other. It's just a really exciting place to be.
0: What are the things you highlight? And I'm going to those finals. There are a few special things that can happen at a wrestling final. And the one I'm thinking of is that four-time state champion. But how do you highlight that?
1: Well, I think, number one, we have PA announcers that have been with us for over 40 years at our state wrestling tournament. So those two gentlemen are like clockwork when it comes to helping add a little bit more excitement to the announcing of a four-time state champion. We also, about 12 years ago, we brought in a female announcer and intentionally brought in a third announcer, and and she's a female announcer, to announce what we call highlight matches throughout the tournament. So regardless of what round it is in the tournament, doesn't have to be state finals, I have two people that spend the entire tournament trying to identify matches that are about to start out on one of those eight mats that may be an early round matchup between a state champion last year and a state runner up from last year but i bring up the fact that we brought in a female announcer dorothy mayhab we did that intentionally so that our fans and spectators could recognize oh it's a female voice announcing now that's a highlight match that's going on our two gentlemen that have been announcing at the state tournament for over 40 years they announce match results they announce when the next round's going to start they announce more of time schedule-related items, and match outcomes. So that's one thing that we do from a PA announcement standpoint that a lot of people wouldn't stop to think that we've intentionally brought Dorothy in to be the female voice for the highlight matches, and we've stayed with Mark and Keith to do our, our match results and round announcements. So that's one thing that I think that's intentional, and that's to help highlight those different parts of our state tournament.
0: All of our individual sports have a lot going on at the same time. And so when you have somebody who is kind of like a guide, an audio guide to what's happening, we have eight matches going on all the time at the Wrestling Unless We're in finals where there's six. Those announcers, they're incredibly important. To help guide the spectator, help guide all those people that you talked about who are watching either on the event level. But as you said, they are part of the community. They're part of the wrestling community. They know the kids, they know the schools, they know the coaches. It makes a difference. They know what people need to know. And it makes a difference when you've got someone who's really kind of emotionally invested in the event. And we do a good job at all of our individual events for that championships, but wrestling is certainly no exception.
1: Absolutely. And we have been so blessed with the fact that those individuals, not just the announcers that we've just been speaking of, but I can go on and on and on about how blessed we've been with the consistency of those people coming back year after year after year to serve in those roles, which just helps make our state championship event that much smoother. I can't thank all those people enough, whether it's announcers or score table workers or weigh-in officials or mat officials or tunnel workers. We can go on and on and on. This would be a good time for me to mention probably that we have right at 100 plus contracted workers in place. To pull off the state wrestling tournament and those people not only are vested and care about that being a well-run state championships but they are also vested in the sport of wrestling in general
0: how many officials will work our event
1: well in the past we've had 36 this year we've got 48 again you add the fourth day there's some immediate concerns there with it just would not going to be a good decision to expect an official to work four straight days at a state wrestling tournament. So basically, we will be having 24 officials at our first two-day state tournament and a separate 24 officials for our second two-day state tournament.
0: And is that an easy job? It's not.
1: It's not an easy job. But I will
0: say this. One
1: thing that I feel like was important to me when I was honored with being put in this role. It was important to me to make the selection of officials to the state tournament process as objective as possible, with as much data support as possible, that determined whether an official got selected or not. I wanted to remove as much personal opinion from that process as I possibly could, so That process that's been created, and really it, it all ties back to recommendations from coaches, recommendations from our officials, observers, using other data such as years of experience. We also intentionally bring officials from every geographic area possible in the state of Missouri for a number of reasons. One, we want that representation. Two, we've got schools coming from every Geographical location in Missouri. So, why would we not want officials being in our state championships from every geographical area of Missouri? I think it lends a little more trust, you know, from our coaches when they see officials at the state tournament that they've been able to see in their area of the state all season long. And it's also good for those coaches at the state tournament to see quality officials from other areas of the state that they never get to see during the regular season. But as far as the selection process, it's tedious. It's very detailed. A lot of thought goes into it. It's not done quickly, and by no means is it done overnight.
0: So the day of Wrestling Championship Day, also unlike any of our championships, when are you going to show up at Mizzou Arena on that Wednesday morning?
1: Well, I'll be there at 5 a.m., because I know the North Pass Gate, where our coaches, participants, and student managers enter, I know that will be opening at 6 a.m. The reason for that, of course, is we have an additional element in the sport of wrestling called weigh-ins, which is a very critical piece to the sport of wrestling. Those weigh-ins will start at 7, but those kids need time to be able to check their weight on the scales that's at the side of the state tournament. They have to be able to check their weight to make sure that they're going to be able to make weight when the official weigh-ins start. Those weigh-ins will take place a number of times throughout the course of each day, but when the first one starts at 7, you got people coming in the arena at 6, you better be there and have all your signs set up, have all your doors unlocked, ready to go, because... When the doors open, the train's rolling, there's no stopping it, so to speak.
0: And when are we done on that first day?
1: Well, on the first day of each of the two two-day state tournaments, so that would be on Wednesday and Friday. Our day will probably end, I've projected right now, that the day will probably conclude around ten fifteen that night. All four days, the actual wrestling will start at 8 a.m. On the second day of each of those two-day tournaments, that being Thursday and Saturday, we project that our state championship matches will conclude around 8.30. We'll follow that quickly with our team awards presentations. So I'm gonna guess that all schools will be walking
0: out of the building by around 9.15. Another feature that most people won't appreciate, they're gonna walk into that arena and they're gonna see eight multicolored mats on the floor and a scoring table to everyone and everything's going to be set in pristine when they walk in to get ready to start watching wrestling at eight o'clock that first morning they will not appreciate the fact that the Mizzou men's basketball team will have completed a game the night before around nine o'clock or so they'll finish up their game and we won't come in for that setup that looks so nice on Wednesday morning. We won't get started with that until the building is clear from Mizzou men's basketball game. So for those of you listening, if you happen to be there, appreciate the fact that people have been there well into the wee morning hours, making sure that we're set up. Most of our championships, we get to come in the day before. We have have our run of the place. We make sure we get everything set up. We usually have a little time afterward, that is not going to be the case for wrestling because Mizzou Arena is a busy place. University of Missouri and Mizzou Athletics being able to give up four days for this event is extremely generous. So we pay rent, but still for scheduling, that's a big deal in the middle of basketball season. But people don't know that that's how it's got to happen. So that's a piece that most people are never going to realize.
1: Right now would be a good time for me to actually give a thank you out to Mizzou Arena because you're right. Four straight days of giving up their basketball venue right in the middle of college basketball season. That was beyond an extended olive branch for us to be able to add this additional fourth day. However, as you also mentioned, kind of a caveat of that, needing a fourth day now is that Tuesday evening, that Mizzou game will get over myself, our staff. Other volunteers that we have come in to help us with our setup process, that won't start until about 9.30 that Tuesday evening. And more than likely, that won't be wrapped up and finalized until about 3 o'clock in the morning. And then we'll be back at 5 waiting for people to start entering the arena at 6. So, you know what? It is what it is. We do what we need to do to provide the best possible state championship product for our kids first and our coaches and our schools and fan and spectators. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how the four-day format goes. And, you know, at the conclusion of the state championships, all of our sports have an advisory committee. And, you know, that advisory committee will meet March 6th and we'll evaluate how the four-day state wrestling championships went and look to the future and, And see what the future may look like as it relates to format and time schedule and and so on and so forth.
0: Okay. Well, Wednesday and Thursday, February 22nd, 23rd, Missouri Arena, Columbia, classes one and two boys, class one girls championships. The 24th and 25th of February, Friday and Saturday, class three and four boys and class two girls, Missouri State championships. It's an electric atmosphere. It is a celebration of the best competitors in our state in the sport of boys and girls wrestling. It's also a celebration of everybody who didn't make it. (laughs) Every one of those wrestlers, every one of those JV wrestlers, every one of those kids that's been in the room all season long, and many of them never even had a thought they might be there, but... When you see those kids that are competing in the championships, whether you're watching on Misha TV, you're watching in person, you're seeing the culmination of literally thousands of kids and hundreds of coaches who have given a lot of time and a lot of commitment, a lot of effort to their wrestling season this year. And you're watching a, a celebration of growth and development for high school kids, which is why we do what we do. So that electric atmosphere and the emotion behind it, it's all just exactly what we want to make sure that we're celebrating that participation. Greg Estall, Assistant Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Do you have anything to add as we wrap up our preview of the 2023 MISHA Wrestling Championships?
1: Just appreciate the time to visit with you about the state championship that's very near and dear to my heart and to thank everybody and anyone and everyone that's involved with helping pull this event off. And I just want to share with the listeners that I just really look forward to seeing the wrestling community at Mizzou Arena. It's a special time. You watch a lot of matches. You see a lot of good matches. There's a lot of excitement, but there's a lot of sidebar conversations with people that you get to see once a year. And I can't say anything more about how tight the wrestling community is We are very competitive with each other. We compete against each other. But when the match is over, we got an arm around each other and we're friends and lifelong relationships. And I could just go on and on and on. But just thanks for the time and the opportunity to promote what I believe is just a wonderful state championship that Misha puts on for the sport of wrestling.
0: Thank you. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. We thank you for listening today and encourage you to tune in to Misha.tv or show up at Missouri Arena to watch the Missouri State High School Wrestling Championships. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Thank you for listening to the Misha All Access Podcast and having an interest in Missouri high school activities and athletics. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Misha All Access podcast or any of the episodes in this podcast, please consider subscribing or liking with your favorite podcast provider. It helps other people find us, and we really appreciate you listening and supporting the Missouri State High School Activities Association.